you. Are now about to witness the awesome, uh, a crushing uh, might of the you. S. Robinson Show Stopper! Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly never ends. This is version. A two, a one, a th- oh, let's do it the European way. A two, one, three. Of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stop. I'm your host, Eugene S. Robinson. We got a strange one for you. Now I imagine you haven't had time to read all 1,500 words of the new Substack, but this will help you. I guarantee it. But first, let's let Bob Riley sing us in, as he has every single week since 2007. It's intro, all of nothing, from Stigmata's Calling of the Just. And I know I promised to have him on, because I figured out how to do StreamYard straight to YouTube, but I haven't had time to do it. Who am I kidding? Anyway, listen well. Still available from Revelation Records in Huntington Beach, California. When you hit your car with a hammer, see your death in a nightclub, and run your mayor pro out of town. But I'm taking a real good look. I'm taking a real good look. It's in my face. Always nothing. Here's my friends. Welcome to the show. Uh, uh, let me, uh, I was making some last minute adjustments and I'm going to try to do them here without fucking up the show. Um, I'm going to cover this because we're doing the commercials at the top of the hour. You don't be needing dudes information, but listener of the show. There you go, those of you who want the address. Yeah, you can send stuff the old-fashioned way. This guy sent me a care package of cool stuff. I'm uh, I'm going to use it to raise the computer because uh, I already explained from last week's show the new setup. I figured out how to – there we go. That's a little bit better, right? That's a little less like I'm sitting on top of your chest. Uh, this is pretty perfect. So um, commercials. Pinko, P-I-N-K-O, 95014, at Yahoo.com is the PayPal address. A Venmo and Cash App, one is Eugene-Robinson-28. Uh, I don't even remember whether that was PayPal or Cash App. I confuse them. And the other one is Planet Oxbow, uh, if you desire to give money to the show, or Patreon.com 
slash the stomper so you don't have to think about it. Mm -hmm. You don't have to think about it at all. So uh, I think and the old-fashioned way through the mail, uh, I've fallen down the job. Tommy Pound sent stuff the old-fashioned way. The cat whose box I just showed you sent stuff the old-fashioned way. Some of you do that. I appreciate every single nickel, including those of you who think it's funny to send nickels. I'll take those too. I'm not complaining. So it's an early show today, but uh, mostly it's because uh, the day got a, got got away from, uh, and it seems strange that that would be the case. I'm broken up as befitting a man who does jujitsu seven days a week uh, with guys bigger, heavier, stronger, and younger. How many guys do you roll with that were born in 1962, Eugene? Uh, zero. Zero. That means everybody is younger than me. There are two people older than me there. One guy was born in May of 1962 versus August of 1962. I'm not complaining. I'm just noting. But yesterday, um, I had a shortened session, so I, I should feel better, but it was on the occasion of me attending a wedding. A wedding I, I was sort of jujitsu into because it was a wedding that Sorrell was also supposed to have been at. Um, so training earlier, Sorrell was beating the holy hell out of me. Bending my thumb back. Well, if you do it like this, right? If you do it like this, it's purposeful and you will get DQ'd for it. If you do it like this on your way to something else, it was an accident. Except it happened three times in a row. Crack, crack, crack. You hear, and so you know, you go now. It sounds like I'm I'm lighting a cigarette lighter every time on the thumb. Okay. I scream about that. Okay, you put your hand on the mat. I understand. I understand putting your hand on the mat. Uh, you, you, you know, I you put your hand on the mat. Oh, ah, the eye is in the way. I'm sorry, it was an accident. I don't mention any of this because none of this is not par for the course when rolling with Sorrell. But I only mention it because the worst thing he did to me, the ultimate jujitsu act, was to tell me that he was going to show up at a wedding that we were both invited to and then choosing not to show up. Leaving me at a table, I don't mind, the wife and the kid were there, uh, and one other jujitsu guy who said, I've actually rolled with you before. I've actually gone to the fights, a fight to win, and you sat at fight to win and watched the fights on your phone while watching fight to win. Actually, he made the claim that I completely ignored the fights at Fight to Win, but that I watched the fights on the phone. So, yeah, I got a show to do. What, what, what are you expecting? So it was a jujitsu table. And not only was it the jujitsu table, but I'm sitting there at the jujitsu table as far as humanly away from the bride and groom as possible. And I'm like, hey, what is that? What is the fuck is that smell? Oh, it's a beautiful setting out in the redwoods and the pine trees is really beautiful, and but what's that smell? Is it? And then for the first time, I notice that we're at the table that's as close to the septic tanks as you could possibly get. Now it's out in the red redwoods, beautiful out in the redwoods, which means city piping is not going all the way out there, which means it is a septic tank. Everybody at the wedding who was shitting and pissing. It was running right out, right out my nose. So, right, I'm not complaining. I'm just noting. So, Rao and his wife not showing up. 
one of our purple belts and his girlfriend, well, she got COVID. She's not showing up. I'm sitting there with the one jujitsu guy. And, you know, and the wife and the kid. And the kid is, is having a great time, right? There's a little train at first. You get on the train, ride the train around. There's a big koi pond. And you, the koi, like, you can hand feed them. They come up. They're giant. Not bigger than the fish I got here. Giant. I'm calorie restricting the fish I got here. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, whoa. You're supposed to be eating mosquito larvae. Get to it. So... So uh, 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 the kid, she loves it. She's riding the train. And then they show up with a, uh, uh, there's a koi pond. And then they uh, uh, show up with, with a Shetland pony and a little donkey, a little burrow. Oh, my God. My kid makes for the, he's like, just right on it. She's like petting the, he's petting the, uh, 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 petting the, uh, uh, the, the Shetland pony. And he said, oh, this pony is great with kids. The pony loves kids. Da, 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 da. Then we go up to this little uh, called fantasy house. You know, it's like something from a fairy tale. You go in in the little chairs. And I have a hard time getting her in. She doesn't want to go in. But then she goes, oh, it's kind of cool. It's like the Three Bears story. It's great, right? And there's a little deer, you know, a little statuary of a deer and a camel. Fucking wood camel's not really a woodland creature, but I guess whatever. This is the theme of the place. Uh, the bride comes over, and the bride and groom come over. They ride the train in, and there's a hoopla. And my kid is she's like in the music, and everybody starts clapping. She starts clapping, and then they bring the the little burrow and the the, the donkey, the Shetland pony, are, are over there, and um, they start taking photos next to us. Because I guess they want to take a photo with the bride and the Shetland pony. I don't know. It's not my wedding. I don't know. So my kid is petting the Shetland pony. And the bride turns around and her dress, the train of the dress, scares the fucking pony, right? Who then knocks my kid down and is about to, like, stomp on the kid. So I need a, I need a, I need a pony. This is like the Folgers TV commercial. Because what they don't know is the first thing in my head was to shoot the pony. Eugene, Eugene, what were you going to shoot the pony with? What kind of lunatic would bring something to shoot the pony with to a wedding? I don't know. Not me. So I'm a little steamed about the whole pony incident. Right? And, uh, you know, when you go to a wedding with a kid, especially a late later evening, like, you know, you, you say food starts at five. You got to bring the food out at fucking five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's funny. Those, those who listen to SoundCloud, I'm laughing because somebody left a comment that said, of course, I was hitting a dead horse. Didn't start dead. So, uh, so. Dude, let's back up a little bit. Dude gets out of the uh, gets out of the 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 wet the matrimony, and we got there late. The traffic was so bad, we actually missed the wedding ceremony. But we're there to show support for a teammate. And and this only happened to me one other time. A buddy of mine, actually, apropos of the guy from Swell dying, David Friel. If you're a fan of the band Swell, died this past week, and his bass player is a guy, a longtime friend of mine, Monty Valier. 
does all the vocals for the Boonwell records that I do. And his second marriage, he's been married three times. His second marriage, I show up at the wedding party and his wife says, Monty, Eugene's here. And this is before we were actually like good friends. And she, he was kind of like, uh, yeah, hi. And I'm kind of like, yeah, hi. It's, it's not like really good at friends. But this guy, we went to the same high school, you know, <laughs> and uh, we trained jujitsu, you know, we had lunch together outside there, you know, we're friends, right? Gets out of the wedding thing, out of the little wedding train, and, the, and you know, he's saying hello to people. And, uh, you know, the crowd sort of, I don't want to be a hog, but the crowd sort of, I want to show that I'm there to give my support. The crowd sort of parts and I step into this opening. I'm like, bro. And, you know, I went over to a friend's house to pick up some records at one point and he was late. And so I was standing in his kitchen talking to his wife. And so he comes in the house and he's like, hi, honey. And he feels the shadow of me standing. He's like, hi. And he sees me there. And I could tell you, as friendly as he was, the last thing in the world he wanted to see was me in his fucking kitchen when he wasn't home. That's absolute pilot. Like, the only way it could have been worse is if I had had my pants off. You know what I mean? So the crowd parts, and I'm like, bro, I got, I got, I'm holding Cora. I'm like, bro. And dude is like, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Dude is like not actually super happy to see. I don't expect him to be ecstatic about seeing me, but it's like, hey, the guy who I invited from the academy, only the only guy from the academy who showed up is here. <laughs> like, all right, hey man, he's like trying to give me that. Ah, fuck that. Come on, I give him a hug. He's like, yeah, okay. So then you're sitting at the table and I said, they give you a little thing. I go, what does it take? Oh, our ta you're at table one. Oh, I'm going to go at table one. Well, this is a table that's by the septic tank, which is an incidentally the furthest table away from anything. Right. Not only that, it's like right under the speakers. So you can't even, it's not like you're going to have a conversation without shouting, which comes up later. So, so, uh, so it's a jujitsu table. Like the only people at the table are me, the Kasha, the kid, and there's one jujitsu guy. So I'm like at jujitsu, right? And the compounded dude is from New York, right? So like I'm not drinking, but look, this is this is this is this is how it's going. And so, dude, dude, is we're talking about jujitsu, and the 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 groom comes over. Now he's been out, hasn't had shoulder surgery. He's been out, been out 18, well, a long time, two years. He's like, yeah, man. I, he comes up to the table singing for some reason. Now I may or may not have called him a fat fuck at that point. I don't remember. <laughs> but I, I may have said something like, when are you going to start training again, you fat fuck? I, I guess maybe the guy didn't like that on his wedding day. Who knows? Clearly, a psychologist would say, I'm responding, right? This is a reactive mind thing. And uh, uh, he comes over, got to pass me a show. I said, well, you, you got it. He goes, no, I got a, some business travel to do. You know, I'm out of the way. And then right after I'm back. 
And as soon as he turns to leave the table, other jujitsu dudes laugh, tears in his eyes. He's laughing. He's like, yeah, that, he's not coming back. <laughs> he's never going to be back. He just said he just said that. And I was like, yeah, well, you know. And then, you know, the bride is also like coming to the table. So she's like every single table, but she doesn't come to our table. <laughs> so at this point now, you know, I'm maybe not using my best judgment. And uh, the maid of honor stands up and says, uh, now keep in mind, I'm by the speakers. So I got to talk loud, right? So she's giving a speech about how the bride is like, she's like, I have many, I've talked to her. Hours on the phone about some problem I was having, and and she was there for me every inch of the way. And I'm like, bitch, sounds fucking uh, high maintenance to me. Of course, that would be when it gets very quiet. <laughs> so I've already called the dude a fat fuck, and now I'm insulting the maid of honor. And then at that point, now I have what you call a like a Johnny Utah moment. Like I've leapt from the plane. I don't even know if I got a parachute. I'm pulling the string. I'm like, ah, okay, fuck it. And somebody else gets up and starts ta- talking. And, oh, uh, it just it went from bad to worse. So my point is, after the c- comment that the guy made about me watching at the fight, I didn't watch the fights. I didn't watch the fights live because I didn't want to be the creep sitting there at the table. And plus, I was enjoying watching my kid run around. I wanted to be with my family understandable but um but i'm back through time at jiu-jitsu today somebody's asking me about what's her face uh 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 jessica andrage and uh mr is is here jessica andrage and, and limos and the guy's like i really like jessica andrage i go yeah me too big fan you know love that submission and he's like is she on i said i don't know I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. Oh, look a text. A text from Sorrell. You son of a bitch. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Funny guy. Uh huh. Yeah. I. I'm sorry. I gotta. I gotta deal with this right now. Send me out there. Uh, I'm just gonna type in funny guy. Eh. Uh, eh, eh, eh. <laughs> funny guy. Eh. So, um, so he says, she thinks, I don't know. I don't know if she's on. I could see a case being made for it. I don't know. I would expect her to be more flat chested than she was if she was on and she's not. So I don't know. And he goes, is she a lesbian? I said, I don't know fuck about that. I think so. Yeah. 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 I think she is, but you know, so then. Uh, 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 there was another, another, okay. All right. Ah, he had an excuse. Uh, uh, he had an excuse. So he's, he's texting about something else. I'll, I'll leave it. So I start thinking about something I had read this morning, that same morning, which was, um, yeah, which was a, uh, 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 Janelle Monet Robinson says I'm non-binary. And so this has been an ongoing discussion because I'm sure, I don't know if some of you, I have some friends who were like, they, them. Somebody said she, they. I was like, oh, that's 
cool. That's kind of as a word guy, I kind of love it. It's because I mean, Chappelle seems to be outraged. I, I don't know, this is not a cause for outrage. It's it's like playing Scrabble to me. It's just an interesting way to proceed through a conversation. A friend of mine who's a cop says, I refuse to acknowledge it. He's a I'm looking at a single individual. I don't see a crowd over there. I don't see a they over there. Them that I said, but you would have colloquially used it anyway. Ah, they brought me this thing. You would have used it anyway. You know, is a so I, I love the give and take. I love the philosophical discussion, the underpinning about. But I finally figured out, and this is what the Substack is about. I finally figured out that it's just like, like you don't. This is uh, sexuality has been fucking trammeled, and you keep in mind you can have two separate lines of thought. You can still be really excited about fucking and still appalled that everybody that that, that TikTok is one endless parade of people trying to give you an erection. And I'm sorry, that's the only way to be thinking about it. It's distorted reality in total and in a terrible, terrible way. That's why I've said before, Paige Van Sant, great. Uh, 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 Felice Herrig, yeah, that's great. I'm willing to accept you as a fighter. I can't, I can't, I can't get my head around you as a sex symbol. And I'm sure your your husbands, your girlfriends, they all love you on, on that level. But, you know, I don't want, I don't want ring guys. I can live without ring girls like Khabib. I can live, I, I don't need my sexuality combined with, with the violence. I can take my violence without a chaser and I'm perfectly fucking fine. I'm happy about that. But then, you know, there's this old outrage, you know, and, and you know, a known associate, friend of Knuckle Up, and uh, 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 and, uh, an acquaintance, you know, Jake Shields, is, he, he's jumped from, you know, this idea that uh, uh, trans people competing to, it's just become part of the zeitgeist now, people talking about it. And I was like, I can't, I can't think of a better way. Uh, um, yeah, exactly. I can't think of a better way to... To, to opt out. I'm opting out, right? I mean, for example, if you have somebody who's trans non-binary who presents it as a woman, is this somebody that you would try to fuck? Suddenly, everything is short-circuited. It's all short-circuited. Like, you don't... So all those stupid lines about, you know, uh, what... Uh, uh, what is that? This damn pickup line. I wish there were two of you so I could. Or there's the thing. Some guy asked me once. I have two guys. One guy I know who's a pickup, who's a pickup artist instructor, and some other guy was asking me for advice. Like, what do you, what you, what you, how do you, what you in? What do you say? I said, I say hello. The guy's waiting like he's got a pen. Like he's what? Well, pick up. Hello, man. I'm not all about this STP commercial, all about the Corvette pulls up to the side and the well-shod high-heeled shoe comes out and it's like, ooh, that's sexy. You know, I was having sex with this woman once and she started quoting lines from porno flicks. And I was like, yeah, I guess this works with the 25-year-old guys you have sex with, but it's not working on dude. It's like, oh, feed me, baby. What the fuck are you talking about? That's we did that earlier. <laughs> just, just be in the moment here, you know. Don't I mean uh you ever notice that people like that the memes that start that used to at least the 10 years ago, they used to start on on, on on sitcoms would weave themselves and then somebody would do like at work, somebody would like be walking into a room and noshing on a bagel and like, oh man, this is just like sex in the city, or this is just like it's nothing like that. This shit is all horrible. 
where, where commerce and capital and, and, and concupiscence, fuck, you're, you're trying to ruin our fucking by, by turning fucking into selling and it's working. It, a friend of mine, and uh, let's see how I can do this without you. Um, okay. A friend of mine is uh, a music video director. And uh, he's makes his music video of this woman. It's like country music, and uh, it's a great video. And uh, but the woman in the video plays all of the roles in the video, right? Which is fine. I don't mind it at all. And every it's like it's like Halloween for for single women in their twenties. What are your options? The entire world, no. Sexy secretary, sexy nurse, sexy teacher, sexy, 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 sexy. I'm fucking done with it. Done with it. So she plays every role in the in, in the video, which is fine. I, and I'm digging on it. And then I make this mistake of clicking on the thing that says behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Okay, well, I'm gonna... and the woman starts talking about this terrible breakup she has. And I go, you know, Bob Dylan has this line about how you got to pay to keep them from going through all these things twice. I don't hear about it. I don't want to hear about it. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to meditate on your genitalia. I don't want to do that. Sing a song, play a song. It was my own fault. I went to, I went to, it said behind the scenes. I went behind the scenes. It was my own fault. But I understand the urge to say, I'm out, I'm out. I was once on a beach in San Diego and I had taken a whole, a friend of mine was once on a beach in San Diego and he had taken a whole lot of LSD and uh, he had decided, man, the waves were going in the day, the breeze, and he was just... It was just a sensory, just a, all of it was erotic. And so he walked out into the waves and he stood there with his, his hands behind his head, just kind of looking up into the sky and enjoying the day. And then he notices, nah, it's not the LSD hamburger guy. That would be uh, James. And he notices these three women on the beach conferring amongst each other. Okay, all right, conferring amongst each other. And they clearly choose an emissary who then wades out to my African-American fr friend. And it's the, the African-American woman, maybe she was biracial, very attractive, my friend told me. And she wades out to him and she says to him, I have two questions for you. And he says, okay. She goes, where are you from? And do they all stand that way where you're from? And my friend was kind of brain boggled because all of a sudden it was a cheesy movie time and it was nothing real happening between two people that were in fairly, and it wasn't a club, which is out, it's a sunny day, the breeze is going, the water is nice. And he just kind of looks at her, his pupils like dinner plates and says, just enjoying the day. Just enjoying the day.
And uh, and I I would hope at that point that he said, and you? But I don't think he did. I think he just smiled. And there was another attempt to maybe cheeseball the conversation before she wandered back to the beach and toddled off with her friends like, he's fucking nuts, whatever. Now, I've been on the other side of that. Uh, I mean, my friend had been on the other side of that. Also, with a head full of LSD, at a party, decided, I don't got to pick somebody up. I got to get laid here. And some woman walks by with a, a gold lame jacket. Now, you could imagine being in that state, a, a shiny, shiny jacket of gold, glittering, that it might get your attention. He walks up to her again pupils like dinner plates and says that's a fantastic jacket where did where did you get it and and she's a little off put but he says i used to do a lot i used to model in high school and some sort of from new york sort of tied into the whole fashion thing and it's fantastic great half an hour conversation about the jacket it was real it was lame, but it was real. So I understand repeatedly, if if you've ever been in the unfortunate position of having a woman that you're with show you some of the ways, I had this woman that I was trying to, well, I was kind of with, and she was showing me letters that a guy that she had known had sent her in trying to pick her up. Oh, man. This, I, I've been so terrified about it that I've self-edited over the years. Like, I do not ever want it to be said that anybody that was, ever, you know, you just did some, you know, cheese ball. No, nah, my stuff is always very direct. The first meeting with, with the wife, I'm in the dressing room. I'm getting ready for the show. I start taking my clothes off to change. And she flees. She starts to flee. I go, hey, where are you going? As I'm taking my pants off, I go, you're about to miss the best part. And she laughs and runs from the room. Now, little Louis C.K. and I'm blocked the door. The best part could have been I was about to start doing scales. You don't know. But it was real. So, you know, Janelle Monet says, guess what? You know what? I'm non-binary. Fuck you. Fuck you and all of what you tried. To, it's not going to, it may work. Maybe, but it doesn't, you know, to me at this point now, it's like saying I'm, I'm real, whatever, whatever way you've gotten used to using language doesn't exist anymore. Now the, 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 the non-binary conversation is very different from the trans conversation, but sometimes they go together. Now I tried to argue this with Marty G and he's like, you're crazy. This is, you know, these people are just doing it for attention. And, and I go, and, and. The attention seems to be a clear-cut indication of whatever you learn from STP commercials, whatever you learn from the, 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 the Fifth Avenue's attempt to sell you some stupid shit by using titties, is what it's out, done. I'm, I'm out. And he goes, it's not that. It's not that. And I go, okay. So the fact that that, that Jessica Andrade is a lesbian is a complete non-factor about her great stand, standing head and arm choke. Complete non-factor. The, thing, the question is, can, can you rescue sex and sexuality 
via any other means than just regenerating the base that's interested in it. By which I mean, okay, people who are doing lame shit now, by the time they get to 40, they may not be doing the lame shit. And people who are 19 and 20 can have a different... All these kids who are 19 and 20 who are declaring themselves trans and non-binary, they haven't had... I guess maybe they have had a lifetime of these... I guess what they haven't had is any memory of things not being that way. Me being born in 1962, I do have a memory of before they had... Fifth Avenue had wised up and started to use this to sell everything. Feminine deodorant spray. So I've seen over time just shit get shittier and shittier in in regards to how people relate to each other. And the apotheosis of that is kind of right now where plastic surgery, which is something that used to be used to kind of clear up what were facial imperfections have been done to to, to this kind of modeling, you know, this the terrible sameness. They all look the same. Yeah, if you're honest in your stick, that's that's perfect. But it's again, it's again, I think, I think Brad Pitt can be a little clumsy. I think he's got a little bit more leeway than Danny DeVito on the pickup game. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, and the thing is, again, the the point JB is making is is not lost for those listening on SoundCloud. JB says, Manel, Manel, Janelle Manel, Hawking, uh, Cognac. I mean, uh, you know, I was in the Miller Genuine Draft commercial. I drank Miller when I was, actually the first beer that I drank with any kind of regularity was Rolling Rock. Why? Because it was in Deer Hunter. (laughs) And then Miller. With a short stop at Lowen Brown and Heineken before I stopped drinking completely at 17. Something I kept up until I was 36 with the exception of one wild vodka night during which I almost killed somebody when I was 19. We won't talk about that. So I understand. It's like they fix it. They fix everything. Jesus Christ, it's, that's toasty in here. They fix everything. Everything. They fix it. Right? They fix everything. Yeah. So they start to suborn people, and they start, and that makes it worse. Friend of mine who who's won a bunch of Emmys and when he got famous, he said to me, and he was honest about it, though I'm sure it's gonna chafe you as much as it chafed me to hear it initially. He said, It's funny, man. You get a little bit of famous and everybody wants to have sex with you. He's like the cat in catch twenty-two, however. He was like, Everybody wants to have sex with you, but I will not have sex with them. <laughs> like, oh God, why is this wasted on people who not gonna okay? Little bit of fame, does it? So, you know, the TV commercials, you got to eat. These may, at least it's a controlled environment. You know, I've said between porn stars, you know, hookers and, and, and strippers, which are, which, are, which are the craziest? Well, of course, it, it correlates to what is the more public act. Strippers have to actually interact with real human beings eye to eye, face to face in a collective way. They tend to, it'll make you fucking crazy. As a stage performer, I could tell you this. Whereas it's the public nature of, of of fuck films has to do with it's only public and abstract. The sets are very small, typically, right? If you've been to an orgy, you probably have more people at an orgy than you have on a porno film film set sometimes. 
And prostitution is the most private act of all, which I, the prostitutes I've known have been the sanest. So he give you these commercials, you make the money, it seems abstract, and then for the next 10 months, you got to give people, oh, you're the, oh, baby, you're the, yeah, stop it. And, and, and I, I understand that. I understand. Paige Van Sant is making more money now, she says, than at ever at any point before. That's how they fix everything. That's how they fix everything. What would you do? It came up in another conversation on the Care Don't Care, what, or maybe uh, someone that I had connected to you. What would you do if they didn't pay you to do what you do? Would you still do it? Most of us would be, fuck, no. I like my job, but if they start saying, hey, guess what? We can't pay you this month. I got to find another job where they are going to pay me. Oh, well, suppose you don't need the money. If I don't need the money, then I'm not doing the job. There's other stuff I want to write. They go, oh, we get you. We get you. So, you know, what? what I, I mean, what was an unexpected, un, I had two cares on the card. Two on a 14 fight card. And had it not been for the careful and steadfast ministrations of Mr. Is, I wouldn't have watched any of those outside, outside of the two. As it is, I watched all of the ones he recommended on the Twitter machine. And he, he is exactly right. Low it, uh, under expecting, but being uh, over delivered is, is a great place to be. Didn't expect anything from these fights and you don't expect anything. Hard to be disappointed when you got more than nothing. Lee, uh, Lemos and Andrage, it wasn't earth shattering, but it was, an, it was a nice taste. Standing head and arm. And the thing is, Listen, they're, they're, they're guys, there's a, a blue belt at jiu-jitsu, uh, a, U, a Ukrainian guy. Now, he, he fudges it. I don't know where he's from. Then he says Moldova, and then you, you, you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, he could be a Russian spy. What do I know? And he'll put you, and he did, he actually did that move that Andrade did laying down w with hours ago. But he didn't know the move. He was just like, ah, I did. And I actually put my hand up to give me some space to breathe. And he's so incredibly strong. It's like, fuck your hand. Squeezed. And so it's a great move. Now, if, he, if we had been standing up against the cage, and I would have attempted to, oh, you're a strong guy, huh? All right. Uh, uh, uh. Let's see. Let's see if I can, if you can do that and support my entire weight. And I would have, uh, uh, <laughs> I would have taken my legs out and let him carry me. Of course, I know that if Lemos had done the Sandrage, uh, 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 Andrage would have just uh, thrown it to the floor. In other words, once you get there, it's hard. It's hard to get out. You have to twist and fall. And if you're already on the ground, you're not tw not corkscrewing out of that. So that was pretty cool. Chase Chase Sherman, of course, I gotta straighten my leg. Ah. Ah. Chase Sherman, of course, that was actually a great story for another reason. It wasn't in Romanoff, they weren't, it wasn't on the card. It was pulled from the card because of some illness that Chase Sherman had. But Chase Sherman had just been fired, had been cut. <laughs> and he's like, well, well, at least I can make money somewhere else. And they're like, oh my God, we lost Romanoff's opponent. We need somebody like Chase. Get Chase Sherman back in here. 
So I'm not just coming in. So they gave him a four fight deal. And I was feeling pretty happy about that. Then I care, don't care. Steph said, yeah, well, you know what? Four fight deals at the oofs, you don't mean anything. They don't mean anything because the money is nothing. It's nothing money. It's nothing money. And they can still cut him. <laughs> so uh, he would have been better off going where he was going, which is that bare knuckle fighting or whatever he was doing. He's going to lose a fight against Romanoff anyway. But that's neither here nor there. Other fights on the card that we seem to have given a care about. I picked Venata to win. Venata did not win. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there, there have been wins. There have been dull wins over the past month that have brought me no pleasure at all. They have a guy who goes Sakuraba like Venata, uh, 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 Lando Venata, and he's like, he made that submission that lost him the fight possible by being active. By being active. So their attitude post where he's he's with uh, 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 this is a dude who beat him. I can't even remember now. With uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He lost his pants in the process. I mean, he was all in. The guy, uh, you, what's his name? What's the what's, what's the guy's name? He was like making. He was like whatever. So I lose. So what? And in this way, he actually guarantees you know that there's going to be an exciting fight when Venata fights, win or lose. You don't bet money on the guy. And this is where you see that the primary thing that these fights are necessary because they're 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 a, they're a tout a, a, a tout accelerator, a gambling machine. Where is college sports if not for gambling degenerates? No, 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 no. This is a big unspoken component of this sport. And your people, I used to bet money with guys uh, 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 <laughs> money with guys about, you know, in, to go to Maryland for the summers and they have the catch buckets for air conditioners. You kick over the catch buckets and we'd bet on the streams of water rolling down the driveway to see which would cross onto the sidewalk first. The gambling degenerates all over the place. Do not discount this. But at least with Venata, that you know there's going to be an exciting fight. And it reminds me of the old days of the UFC where people like us, you know, grappling geeks would be like, oh, Egan Inouye and, you know, talking about these guys and the moves they pulled. And, you know, back when the moves were getting the names of guys who were pulling them off, Darce Chokes and, you know, Von Flu Chokes. And this was like, this was like the shit. Yeah, the, the Guida thing. Okay. Yes. Yes. But Guida has come, has become a classification of guy. And I talk about this on care. Don't care. It's become a classification for a guy that like Arlovsky who fights this next coming week, who I like fundamentally, but all of a sudden I have, it's like if you were driving down the street in the worst section in town, which has happened, the Tenderloin in San Francisco, and you glance out your window and you see an impossibly beautiful hooker standing there, streetwalker. And all of a sudden, you know, your your spider sense is tingling. The Colombo on you is this, this one's this. You kind of you're confused. You're confused. Like why would somebody who's this attractive be 
Then you start to think this is this is if McGruff the crime dog. This this can't be right. There's got to be something distinctly not right about it. In fact, what is that? Well, maybe it's a dude dressed up as a woman. I don't know. That's some sex party. Okay, look, maybe or maybe or maybe, what kind of life choices? If you had if you had this amount of pulchritude, can't you be doing? And then by that time, you're not thinking about sex, right? Exactly. So when I think about there's a classification for one, I, I see like uh, what was Guida uh, competitive. It's just it's just a weird throwback, and I don't feel that same way when I'm seeing Jim Miller. Uh, I don't, I don't feel that way. So, um, and yeah, I'm trying to, I've been trying to pull off, I've been in the situation to pull off a couple of knee bars and I suck at it. So I've been really trying to, to up my knee bar game and this was helpful, but the, 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 the thing, man, and it's also the shtick, the shtick doesn't change. And this, I've said this about, about Trump, everybody kind of appreciates Trump from a performative angle. But the act hasn't changed. And that's okay. When you see Rodney Dangerfield, you want Rodney Dangerfield to do Rodney Dangerfield. You want Don Rickles to do Don Rickles. You don't need the act to always change. But the thing is, he's not a pure performer. He's trying to be a politician. So you kind of want the act to change. So there was that one. There was a Russian cat whose name I can't pronounce against uh, 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 Grant. That was another fight in which they easily could have gone any other way. Each of them and their willingness to go fight like, uh, yeah, to fight like, uh, um, to fight, to fight like if they lost, they weren't going to get paid. That was that, uh, yeah, Sergey, yeah, that was uh, that was uh, that was good. That was that was worthwhile. That's the kind of, but then of course. You can't you can't have that naked fork moment where you look at what's on the end of your fork and you go, these guys are fighting like they're not going to get paid. Why? I get it because they're not really getting paid. Ten and ten is nothing, bro. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's just who he is. It's not really getting paid, but I have to say, from my amusement point of view, it was great. It was great to see. Macy Barber, same same deal. How are you, Montana De La Rosa? You're gonna fight her. Everybody knows the way you should fight Macy Barber, and you did the exact opposite, which reminded me of the ever muling. Okay, I can't use the ever muling. He's a friend of Knuckle Up. Took time out of his busy life schedule to appear on the, one of the old shows. So George Masvidal is a forever friend of Knuckle Up, a foku, but his bleeding. Uh, 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 um, it's getting kind of, uh, it's just getting kind of, it's just get, it's get, get kind of wearisome. By which I mean, nothing that happened that night should have surprised anybody, up to and including you. There is nothing that I saw in that Masvidal Crappington fight that was unexpected by me. We all knew Crappington would do exactly. How did you think things would? And now he's having this kind of moment of clarity where he's talking. You're not smoking all that fucking weed. You would have remembered this. Where he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I got, I next fight I'm going to work. This is not over yet. We're going to do a we're gonna rematch and I'm going to work on my wrestling. And that's, I got to get to the bottom of this. 
Okay. You got to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> you got to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> get to the bottom of it. Hmm. Okay. So when you see like Montana De La Rosa fight Macy Barber, it's like Macy Barber has stuff that she does really well. Do not stand in that zone. Do it. She look at her losses. Look how they the people who beat her beat her and do that. Don't do whatever you were doing right now that now has you on a losing skid. That's the kind of thing that gets you fired. What other fights? What other fights? What other fights did the uh, um yeah uh Tyson Listen, Tyson was single-handedly saved by the fact that the guy was a repeat customer, the guy sitting behind him, that this is just a guy who stumbles through his life doing stuff exactly this. I think if somebody cared about this guy or dug a little deeper, that they would come up with the fact that the guy has probably got aggressively got ADHD. He's got all the earmarks of it. Tyson Pedro, that was the first part of the night. They all this guy who he's like, you know, and the first thing he does is is go to the cops afterward. And these guys are uh, put, putting the stuff up online right away. I'm sure you expected to get paid multiple times. Do you realize how difficult it is to get away with crime these days? If people give a shit. I'm, I'm obsessed with this. They just got and these are all white folks. So, um, yeah, 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 um, yeah, she needs better PR. But the, so with the dentist who hired a hitman to murder his sister's ex-husband because they got into a custody fight, the shit happened eight years ago. They got the guy. They fucking got the guy. So I'm reading how they get this fucking guy. Well, they suspected him and they followed him. Dude is in a restaurant sitting next to a speaker and he's talking to the woman that connected him to the, the, to the, the murderers. Can't hear it. It took eight years for the technology to get better where they could make out what he said. They got him. They fucking got him. So I tell a guy, I say, you know, murder... It's it's hard to get away with murder. He goes, no, it's not. What do you mean? He goes, you hire somebody to do it for you. I go, that's the hard part. He goes, no, it's not. Look, you kill a bunch of people. They only get you for the last one. I go, that's you're not making. You're being very funny. That's you're playing with words, right? They only get you for the last one. If the first one is the only one, that's the last one. When they get you, right? You're playing. He's like, no, 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 no. And I wasn't really quite sure what, yeah, that's an Alfred Hitchcock thing. You, the one when the woman beats her husband to death with a frozen leg of lamb, and then cooks it up for the, the and feeds it to the de, uh, detectives. It's impossible. I could do a whole show on it. It is impossible. How, what do you mean, Eugene? All right, I want to kill somebody. Well, where are they? Well, if I already know where the house is, then that's a different situation. Suppose I need to find out where the guy lives. How do I do that? Okay, well, Eugene, you should think, Cap. How would you do it in the old days? Well, I would call a phone company, and I would say I haven't been getting. I haven't been get. This is if I had the guy's phone number. That my bill is late. I haven't been getting it. And I want to know where they're sending it because I just moved. 
and they will give you stupidly give you the address. There's also a record of that now, right? Well, what do they say? A guy named, if I make that call from a payphone, then I'm okay. A guy named Jimmy, Jimmy John said such and such thing. I, I guess it was probably the guy who killed, made it from a payphone. Hmm. Nobody uses payphones anymore. So it means you can't use it from your phone. That means if you use it from a burner phone, that you probably bought it from a 7-Eleven where they filmed you. Hmm. I mean, it, people get away with murder all the time. But the only people getting away with murder is when, if you if you murder somebody people care about, you're not getting away with it. If you murder somebody known to you, you're not getting away with it. If you're anything other than a crazy, rat-ass serial killer, you're probably not getting away with it. Who feeds exclusively on people who nobody cares about, you're not getting away with it. I don't know how we got down, I don't know how we got down this digression alleyway, but here we are. I think we started talking about Macy Barber and how, how yeah, and they, I, I, I didn't, I didn't because, uh, I, you know, I was putting the kid to bed, so I'm watching and not listening, so I didn't hear, I didn't hear the post-fight speech. Yeah, I mean, ideally, I, I mean, the best thing, you know, we used to say something in the old days of Skull Game, we say, you know, um, actually running into somebody who's really crazy it's not that often. It doesn't happen. It's kind of rare. But running into somebody to somebody's who are actually totally out of and working in 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 you know synchronous action with each other, that's tough. And you add everybody who was on the skull game staff, we're all out of our minds. That was like that Herschel Gordon Gordon Lewis uh, uh film where the, the, the lunatics have taken over the asylum. I forget the name of it. It's a great movie. You realize, oh, no, no, these are not doctors. They've murdered all the doctors. These are the inpatients acting like doctors. That's pretty rare. And that's the only situation which you, you get away with it. Anyway, I digress. George Masvidal should know better. Anybody fighting Macy Barber should know better. Do not not know better. And George Masvidal, if you're talking about a rematch with Crappington, which is not a bad fight for him, you better. There is no. There's not enough time. What's left in your career to get? He goes. How much better at wrestling do I have to be to starch this guy? Based on what I saw and you losing five rounds, quite a bit. Could you do that in the space of a year if you put your mind to it? But wrestling, wrestling at a certain level is just as hard as boxing at a certain level. Oh, segue boxing. Tyson Fury, Dylan White. That was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful work. So one of you asked me on a Twitter machine who I had picked. I said, Fury. I always like somebody crapping in the middle of the cake, but that's not happening. More importantly, he's doing something that I think that largely is greatly socially significant. Not only is he saying he's retiring, but he's explaining to you why he's retiring. He's like, I've been, this is how long I've been doing it. I've done it at an amateur level. I've done it at this level. I've done this. And this is what I fought all the best. I've won multiple titles. I, you know, um, I, I've done everything. And it's like, and I'm in my 30s and it's been a hard road. I've done everything that was asked of me. I've gone over and aboard and done everything that was asked of me. And I have enough money now 
I like to enjoy. How can you begrudge a guy wanting to quit his job? What's that? What, what does that make you that you're going to begrudge a guy quitting his job? Yeah, boy. And so you and you see him and Francis in the and keep in mind, not outside of the boxing lunatics out there, nobody is excited about about seeing Ngannou get his head beat in. Yeah. Nobody's excited to see, but I'm super excited about Ngannou getting richer. Man, living in a dumpster to getting $40 million in the pocket. And they tried so badly to fuck that guy. So badly using the cat's paw of Cyril Gan. And you know it was a cat's paw because we haven't heard shit about Gan since. <laughs> not shit about Gan since. Nothing, not a zero zilch. You know, I've heard more about Tanner Bozer and Chase Sherman and Roman. Nothing. I've heard more about Miocic and uh, and uh, and Johnny Boney Joni. Nothing about Gan. Nothing. Nothing. Zero. Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Cat's paw. <laughs> Cat's paw. So why shouldn't do it have a little bit of fun? He's still in combat sports. I'm retired. I'm done with boxing. Give it to somebody else. Make some some other fisted guy rich. I'm out. Gonna hang out. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing about Tyson. Tyson seems so largely at peace these days, and you can see him, he's ubiquitous in a pleasant way. Unlike that fucking Elon Musk fuck. And people think my distaste for Elon is 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 political. I don't give a fuck about his politics. If anything, it goes back to my buddy having been the number six guy at Tesla and talk about Marty Eberhardt, the guy who started the company, and then Marty Eberhardt getting that getting 86 from his company in favor of that of that, you know, grandstanding fucking South African piece of shit. You know, uh, I mean, it just what kind what 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 kind of delusional grant we don't need to hear from you. You have no constituency. Unless you're driving a Tesla yourself, I don't the, the hagiography, I don't fucking need it. He's not funny. He's not interesting. He's not talented. That's the only reason you should take up any of my time. Revive Hemingway. I'll listen. F. Scott Fitzgerald. But I'll not listen to this fucking musk prick. He should stop. So, um, so in general, in general, in general, um, it was a, it was a decent night of fights. Again, next week. It's Rob Font and uh, 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 Cheeto Rivera or Moreno. No, Rivera. <laughs> Too much shit. I got Broadway in my head. 14 fight card, two cares. Romanoff and Chase care and Font and, uh, and, uh, uh, um, and Moreno care or Rivera. If you watch Care Don't Care, you'll see that I picked Romanoff and I picked Font. Cheeto. Yeah, I, 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 picked, I picked Font. 
I, I, I think that they, they, they have done better in their losses against the same competition. Font has. Of course, Font will also has a tendency. He's has fucked me before. But yeah, he's that's what I said. He's fucked me before. So whatever. I feel fairly safe because I got Nash to pick him as well. So and I don't mind losing to Steph, but I don't like losing to, to Nash. So that's the that's the they them hey she her yo show. Read the Substack tomorrow at noon. The show uh, tomorrow at noon. Care don't care comes out Tuesday night. It's if the shoes fit with John Nash this week. Uh, um, care don't care was won by Steph. I came in second place. And uh, Nash took third. So things are things are where they should be with Nash in last place. He questions the math. Steph came up with the math. The final arbiter, of course, is Finley Beaton. So uh, the kid is sleeping. They've come home while I was doing the show, so I can't can't scream. Look what I found here. It's floating around. You see me? Look! Look! Look at that! Look at me! Look at that! Look at those abs! I look like Serge Nubray in my bodybuilding show. I don't remember what place I took. Anyway, uh, this is version a, a two, a one, a three of the Eugene S. Robinson Show Stomper. Thank you for listening. The kids are asleep, so I got to whisper. But you know what I'm going to whisper. Like what you made me do. Don't die. Don't die, Blondie. Don't die.